Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Grown Men Watch Kid Shit. It's me, TJ, and I'm here with the one, the only, Jordan. Jordan, how's it going? You know, it's going all right, but I, I want to say this movie, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Mm-hmm. You're editing this one, right? So you're you're doing the titling and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. I want this. It should be called Diary of a Simpy Kid because this Stop. kid sucks. He sucks. He absolutely sucks. Well, we'll we'll talk about that. But we are, we did see Diary well, of a Wimpy Kid. But well, yeah. But I want to talk about it right now because we'll <laughs> get into it. But here's the thing. So I I had no I had no um, knowledge of this of this movie or of this franchise until this until you know watching it for this episode. Like, is that his shtick? Do you know about this stuff? I know about it in the way that Diary of a Wimpy Kid, I remember seeing it at Scholastic Book Fairs, Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, before Diary of the Wimpy Kid hit, uh, Captain Underpants was big, you know? And I was a Mm -hmm. Captain Underpants person. I was never a Diary of a Wimpy Kid I do remember Captain Underpants a lot. Yeah, I do remember that. But yeah, so, this is, I don't know, man. If if so much of this felt like baby's first anti-hero, but like I I didn't, and I was watching this, and I know we'll get into it a little bit later, but I do want to touch on it right now, just because I don't want to devote too much time into it in the second uh, half. But yeah, I was just watching this, and like, is is it like what? Why do people like this guy? <laughs> like, what, like why? How did this become a thing? You know? But. um yeah, I often wonder if it's less about them liking the guy and more about like, are they are you, are you hate reading? But then again, I haven't read the books, so I don't yeah, know I haven't either. Like, so I have no idea. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, th- I think I think middle school is a good is a good uh, setting for something like this because I remember you and I talking about like why middle school was is kind of like its own building and often like yeah. far away. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy because I know some states don't do it like that. Some states Which don't God have God bless them. God bless yeah. them because y- y'all need those kids who because you change so much in middle school so quickly, yeah. and you need all those hormones just by themselves. Like, yeah, no, you absolutely do. It's, it's uh, this little petri dish of hormones and emotions and and, and all this kind of stuff. I remember TJ come coming out of fifth grade as the tall one you know that was like my thing i was i was the i was i look listen if i do nothing else understand that i was the tallest kid in hustle elementary from from the years that i was there i was the tallest i was the tallest one there Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then i go to junior high and there's like two other people who are just as tall as me big mad yeah oh yeah dude oh like like uh, you lock eyes with them and you're like who the fuck do you think you are like i'm the tall <laughs> you know? 
Um, but yeah, and I remember middle school for me, and I, and I, and I, and I'm curious as to what your middle school experience was because I know we've we've touched on it a bit, but we haven't really dived you know too deep into it. But middle school for me was a big. Um, big like sandbox i was i was trying out so many different things i was one week i had the um the nike swoosh etched in the back of my head and like you were doing you were doing that shit okay yeah a bald fade with the with the reebok and the reebok I had, I had the reebok sign on the side of my head at one point i thought i was like big balling back then and then I would have like the when I when I, when I discovered um, like obviously like Blink One Eighty Two and 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 pop punk and all that kind of stuff. I had all that kind of I had all that drab, you know. Before I discovered that, it was like Western wear and like boots and 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 you know the pearl snaps and everything. I mean, dude, I look at my middle school yearbook photos. Each one, all three, I look completely different. You know, and I, it wasn't until high school where they really found my like, OK, this is who I am. And then college just sort of like, you know, refine that. But yeah, man, I, I uh, middle school for me was like, I'm just going to throw everything at the wall and I'm just going to see which one uh, works out. Was it like that for you or were you pretty kind of steadfast in, in who you were as a kid back then? Let's well. Let's make one thing clear. The middle school I went to, I went to because I tested into it. I went to a science magnet middle school, Seabrook Intermediate. It was forty five. It was a forty five minute bus ride from my local school to the school, so I had to get up early. And so I technically started school earlier than all the other middle schoolers. Right, mm-hmm. we started school early so that way we could get out in time and catch our regular middle school bus back home so we take two buses a day like two buses each way um it was stupid it was crazy um but because like we had uniforms we had that sort of thing in place because we were like we were like the the, the, the science magnet school and our district had started to implement uniforms but my trying of things was i was the person who tried all the extracurriculars right i was in the robotics club i was in um, I was in a band, uh, at my middle school, you had to pick band, choir, orchestra, or theater. You can like do multiples, right? So I did band, but I was in the theater club. Um, I tried out for the basketball team. I tried out to be the mascot. Like I was just like, let's do it all. Just doing everything. Um, yeah, let's do it all. At the same time I was running, you know, I had, this is the, these are the years that I had the fight club. So, uh, I forget about that shit. That is so fucking. It's uh, weird. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's a lot of things. Weird being one of them. Weird being one um, of them. So I. So when you say like try a lot of things, I had my hair was kind of normal. My clothes mm-hmm. were usually picked out and stuff like that. But. Uh, like there, there was definitely like a stigma on oh you're a science magnet kid right you you went to mm-hmm. you got into the super smart like SUNY sort of program and so my middle school was just trying to integrate with the with the with the kids that were zoned to the school and be like hey I'm cool too trust me mm-hmm. I'm cool um, mm-hmm. and I can tell you there's two things in, in middle school that completely crushed me quote unquote being cool. 
Uh, one is the time that a teacher wouldn't let me use the bathroom and I kept telling her, she was like, you know, you can't use the bathroom in my class. And I was like, no, I have to pee. And those of you who don't know me, uh, or at least know this about me, need to know one thing. I don't have to pee until I have to pee. And then I need to pee right then and there. Right. It's always been that way. I'll be like, no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. And then I'm like, no, I gotta go. I gotta go. Um, and so she was like, you can't pee. You can't go pee. You can't go pee. So I stood up right there and I pissed my pants to be like, I told you I had to go pee. And then, <laughs> you said that to her as you were pissing yourself. I sure did. And then she sent me wow. to the office. Right. And as everyone in my class was like, holy shit. But so in the class, I was badass, right? In the classroom, it was a badass move. Because you, you, you're like, ah! You're fucking Michael Jackson on that car. Like, ah! <laughs> but, but this is where it stops being cool is because, of course, I have to walk to the office with piss pants. Yeah. And so one of my friends was like, TJ, did you pee off <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so you know, all everyone heard was like TJ Peter's pants, and I had to be like, "No, listen. There's a reason. This is what happened." But you know, it, it's middle school. You can't explain yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And the second time is uh, in eighth grade. We had a awards night, right? Where every all the teachers could give special awards. And I was like, oh, surely I'm going to get an award in like my science class or like band or something like that, right? You know where I got an award in? Where? P.E. You know, you want to know why? Because you they P.E. Said, no, that's a good one, though. <laughs> I got an award in P.E. because they're like, even if he's not really good at it, he never stops trying. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no! You got the little engine that could award. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, this oh, this was a failure. Try again the next four years." <laughs> and I remember, I remember that like my stepdad had to take me. Um, I was in that weird growing phase where, you know, about to have my summer growth spurt, but like stuff wasn't stuff wasn't necessarily fitting right. You know what I mean? Right, stuff was right. a little too small, but there's like two weeks left of school. So they're like, fuck it. We ain't buying you no more khakis. Just fucking bugle boy. You're, you're, you're wearing out the bugle boy, but, uh, but, the fucking Walmart ain't, ain't, ain't quite hitting it yet. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, my, my parents are like, you got like two weeks left of school. Fuck it. Like just roll with it. And the last right. week is free dress week. So you're really wearing this uniform for another week. Just deal with it. And so I remember I put on these khaki pants. Jordan, these pants were hugging my little middle school body as if it was just just, mm-hmm. just four weak gnomes on each leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to this day, I'm like, this was that that had to be. I can only imagine those parents being like, whose fucking child is this? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking middle school, man. See, my thing was I've all, so I've always I've always had this big old head, you know. My, my 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 body's grown into it, but I know like like my dad said I look like the big man when I was in elementary school, you know. <laughs> and uh, man, it's so 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 in fifth grade I had the biggest crush on this girl named Stacy Thompson. 
and she lived okay. in my neighborhood. And so she, you why know, you get quiet? You, you, well, you, you trying to, trying, no, but like, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to fucking, I'm trying to tell a story here. So it's like the biggest crush on this girl named Stacey Thompson. She lived in the back of my neighborhood though. You know what I mean? So like we never saw each other. It was a, it was a relatively big neighborhood. So we didn't really see each other on the reg, but we'd see each other every morning at the bus stop. I'm going to fifth grade from going uh, from fifth grade to sixth grade to be picked up electives. And I was going to do photography. And and uh, I heard her in the back being like, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to join choir. That's what she was saying to all her friends. And shit. I was like, oh, I'm going to do choir too. Cause I'm going to follow this girl to the end of the church. Oh God. Mind, mind you, I hadn't said, but like maybe fucking three words to this girl, but it's just, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, your boy, your boy was sprung. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I remember going into uh, sixth grade. So first year of middle school, you sign up for those electives, and I picked choir. And uh, my my choir director is has been, and it's still to this day, one of the most inspirational people I've ever known in my life. Miss Patterson, if you're listening, I don't know if you are, but there you go. Um, and I, I had a really <laughs> wait, just the speed of dismissiveness. I mean, yeah, I don't know, I don't know if you are. I mean, who knows? You know, if you are, awesome. If not, you know, okay. But just know that you were, you're, you're, you know, you, you've been an inspiration to me. But I remember I, I had a, I had, I had a pretty deep voice in sixth grade, and she was like, "You're going to be my." She told me, she said, "You're my first sixth grade bass," and I thought I was, bro, I thought I was hot shit. Couldn't nobody tell you nothing. I was like, "Fuck off." I'm the first sixth grade bass this woman's ever had. Yeah, you can't, you can't, fuck you, you know, fuck you reading, fuck you, like, get out of here, you know. But we had this concert coming up where we would sing these, uh, these melodies from these old TV shows. And I had a solo. Guess what solo my TV, or guess, guess what solo I had, what TV show my solo was from. Uh, I'll give you a hint, horse. Mr. Ed? Yeah. Yeah. My solo was coming out being like, I am Mr. Ed. Like that was uh, that. that that's <laughs> what I and so we'd rehearse and I'd go up to the mic. So my, I'd step off the riser room. My solo was coming up and I wait in the wings and I go up to the mic. And as I'm going to the mic, I I'd throw Stacey Thompson, like a little, Hey, I got that. You know what I mean? Like, come get with me, you know, and shit like that. She's like, hey, and, who are you? <laughs> she like knew of me but yeah we didn't we didn't really you know talk like that but then again it's like it's middle school and so everything was all gravy during rehearsals but when it came to the uh, uh the big dress rehearsals so like the night before the performance miss patterson comes up to me and she's like hey jordan we're gonna have you wear uh, a bit of a costume for your solo no and i was like well what what costume? And she's like, we're gonna have, we're gonna put this horse head on you. It's this latex mask, mind you. I still got this big old head that my body ain't grown into yet. TJ, it took three people to put that mask on. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm backstage, and the eye holes were in the nose holes. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I was through the. And I'm walk and and they they put it on dress rehearsal and it was weird and like I kind of did you know but I was like I still, still got to do it the night of the performance they put it on I walk out instinctively I throw a look over to Stacy Thompson and be like hey you know give her like a thumbs up or whatever 
and I fall off the stage, it's like a five foot drop, but enough to fucking break my collarbone. And they had to put me in a stretcher. I <laughs> shit you not. They put me in a stretcher wheeling me out of the auditorium. And they couldn't get the horse head off of my off of sixth grade concert is me in a stretcher with the fucking horse head on (laughs) first off I was gonna say the fact that you told me it took three people to get it on your head that's the moment when they say stop yeah three people they had to like 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 legit like one in the front and two like one in the front and then two on either shoulder and they had to like they had to like pull it down. Yeah. God bless you, because listen, these <laughs> They said, fuck it, this kid's wearing this yeah. thing. Yeah, he's wearing it. He's wearing it. And I don't understand, but that was and so that to me for me like propelled my because through choir, then I got to do the musicals, right? Like because and because of my deep voice, I was like Daddy Warbucks and Annie. That was mm-hmm. like my big sort of thing and all this kind of stuff and then i felt okay but who thought that jord was just gonna say because of my deep voice i was daddy no just me just me okay well there's your first fun piece of trivia hey y'all want another fun Mm. bonus piece of trivia i'm watching bachelorette and they're doing the sex date and it's a group date and the the (laughs) no wait time out back up they're doing a, a group sex date. Yeah, it's always like to make them uncomfortable and talk about sex. Uh, and the facilitator of the date, she opens with, how many of you know how to please a woman sexually? No one confidently raised their hand. They were like, um, maybe? Granted, she's like in a not quite dominatrix outfit, but like tight leather, got the whip. Very. Um, that sounds like a dominatrix outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're doing they're doing some um, feather teasing. Now. I don't know. Anyway, I'm missing this hot mess to hang out with y'all. How's it going? Who's ready for trivia? That hot mess for this hot mess. You are a hot, lovely husband. Not a mess. Eh? Eh? No. Again, no better right. for. Fine. Fine. Oh, wait, TJ, we're not ready. Drop a beat. All right, now it's right. Now it's right. Extra right. Sorry, sorry. Theme songs like, bitch, you gonna forget about me? Nah. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Jord. Did you say diary? Well, Jord, 
how well do you know your wife? What was on the front of my first real diary? A, hearts, B, a ballerina, or C, teddy bear? Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, was it a teddy bear? No. It's a ballerina. No mm. points. TJ. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it had a ballerina, but what color was it? A, blue. What? B, pink, or C, yellow? C, yellow. No, it was blue. <laughs> what okay, are these okay. Come on. Y'all both know me. Jord, I dance. Question. Ballet. No, let's I'm back in- up. Let's back up. Let's back up. I didn't see not damn ballerina in this goddamn movie. Yeah, what are but the? But this where, where is about these? me and my diary because it's the diary of a wimpy kid. Well, yeah, oh, but I mean, okay, okay. <laughs> um, I guess. <laughs> also, yeah, ballerina, and my favorite color is blue. But how would he? I don't know, know your that. favorite color. It's the color most often. Kim, I don't know if you know this. I see you once a week on a stream. And also, I don't sleep with you. So I don't know your intimates. Blue. All right, fine, okay. fine. On to the 200-point question. <laughs> okay, but what color was the bookmark? No, I'm just fucking with you. Jesus it was Christ. red. It was red. <laughs> uh, how many Diary of a Wimpy Kid books are currently published? So, like... The, they have some spinoff ones, but like Diary of a Wimpy Kid, subtitle. A, 11. B, Wait, is this 17. Question, is, this, is this question it's to me? You. It's for you. Yeah, yeah, it's for you. Okay. Jord, because TJ just answered the one about what color my diary was. God. A, 11. B, 17. Or C, 32. I'm going to say B, 17. It is 17. Good job. We got that's some actually, points on the board. That's, that's actually incorrect. According currently, to their website. Currently published, there's 16. Their 17th book doesn't come out till October. Well, it's on there. It's like I can buy it. You can pre-order it. Okay. Should I well, leave? Like, what's going on? You know, <laughs> no, 16 just... wasn't an option. <laughs> TJ. Mm-hmm. Okay, but when did the first of the 17 books come out? A. 2009. No, oh wait, no, wait, that's a lie. 2007. Will you let... <laughs> this is the a. most haphazard trivia we've ever had. <laughs> first, it's like, hey, what is something about me that only me knows? And then... <laughs> Second. So you can reasonably <laughs> logic out. Wow, I don't know about that. This what are the okay. options? What are the options? Nineteen ninety-nine, B, two thousand seven, or C twenty ten. Ooh. B two thousand and seven. Yeah. The movie came out in twenty ten. <laughs> Why are you making that ooh face, Jordan? Because I knew the answer. Because well, she said two thousand and nine. And then she said, You came out with 2009 so confidently. Yeah. And then I backed it up because I was like, Wait a second. <laughs> I was like, Maybe let's do the options. <laughs> she said, What year? To- 2009. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 
All right, Jordan. When yeah. picking where to film, the filmmakers were looking for the perfect American town. Where did they end up filming? A, England. B, Maine. Or C, Canada. I'm going to say Canada. It is Canada. Oh, Canada. <clears throat> TJ. Blank Canada. <laughs> Blank and you missed it. Uh, Fregley's. The weird kid with the glasses. Uh, his Halloween costume is a cross between what two animals? A, a unicorn and a donkey. B, a donkey and a snowy owl. Or C, a horse and a lion. Unicorn and a donkey. It is a unicorn and a donkey. Isn't that the same fucking thing? Just one of them's no, a dickhead? No, no. <laughs> One of them is real. No, he said one of them's a dickhead, is what he said. Oh, he's real tickled over that. Anyway, that brings us to 500 and 500. And if you play your wagers right and you both get this answer, like wagers uh, could actually come into play here. So I need wagers. All okay. 500. Oh, okay. Jordan? I'm going to shake things up a bit. It's Mr. Unicorn to you. Thank you. <laughs> because, listen, if you get it wrong, your wager is deducted. So if you don't wager it all and you get it wrong, you might still come out on top. You know, right, so I, I am going to – here's the thing. I'm going to take one for the team in the name of mm-hmm. research and practice. And I'm going to wager 300. Okay. Oh, some drama's going down on the bachelorette. Oh, I'll have to catch up later. Okay. So this is a type your answer in. Okay. Enough for three more movies. How much is the lifetime box office gross for this movie? According to box office mojo. They did not split out like domestic, international, yada. They just give me one lifetime gross number. Like closest while being closest. How much did this movie make the lifetime gross for the box office? Okay, enough for three more movies. And the fact that Disney Plus think it that Disney thinks it's such a viable option that they're redoing all of the books as animated movies. They've already oh, made, remade wow. the first one. Really? Yeah, they've already they've already remade the first one in anim- in, in CGI. Spoiler alert, listeners! Yeah, I did not love this movie. Okay, maybe that's me as an adult, though. I'm going to put out. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because like the thing, like lifetime gross, lifetime gross. Okay, I'm okay <laughs> for just this movie. But like, what? I, I'm swinging for the stars. Shit, 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 shit. Life, like life, lifetime gross though. It doesn't include. Bo- it goes beyond box office. Well, I think it's like lifetime gross box office. It was like I googled box office for Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yeah. Okay, box- I think I think lifetime and box office are different for me in my head. Yeah. I, I, well, this I, I'm is thinking... box office mojo. 
And it talks specifically about like how many theaters it was in, what did it okay. make on opening? Okay, um, okay, okay, this, okay, okay. This is my, this is my, this is my guess. I'm sticking to it because I'll confuse myself. Okay, um, 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 not, it can't, it can't be. Just, just it can't be do that it. Big. It can't be that just go big. With your heart. But it can be smaller. Listen okay, to your heart. Okay, 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 okay. Send in three, two, one. All right, TJ says 70 million, George says 80 million. The answer is $64,003,625. So it goes to TJ. Listeners, I hope you get to see this recording someday. <laughs> they won't. <laughs> nope. Maybe not this one specifically, but one of them. Okay. Closing the gap. That brings us to Jordan 16, TJ at 13. I'm coming for your ass, tall man. Listen here, you horse-headed bugaloo. I'm coming for your ass. Hey, listen here, you, listen here, you fucking... Piss pants. Loose. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, you loose. Not lips. part of any of these conversations. Listening, you loose lip. I thought you were about to say, listen here, you yeah. got the try hard NPE award. <laughs> hey, I got the I got the award for physical education my senior year of high school. For trying really hard but not doing anything? I did lots. I was a leader in the class. I participated. Hold up. Hold up. That sounds like something that she used to put on her on her resume when she was going out for jobs no, in high school. No, I but was leader in the class. Award, no, her, her award is on the fridge. No. Even better than that, <laughs> it was a little charm. Turn that bitch into a necklace. Girl, we're done. Good, thank you for <laughs> thank you for trivia. Thank you for trivia this day. <laughs> on 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 this today. I appreciate you in your in your given nature. You take your award charm winning ass and go watch the bachelor. Yeah, yeah. Play me out. Alright, I think it's a great time to get a drink. Oh shit. Why is it doing that Why lately? Are you doing I can't twice. I'm gonna give you an award for playing theme songs twice when you don't fucking need to. It's not my fault. I'm gonna 3D print it and I'm gonna have it to you in uh in about fucking six years. You know what? We're gonna go get our drink because that felt uh, like shade yeah. when it was on. It's it's dark out. <laughs> it sure is shady for it being night outside. Just her sorry, ain't playing Blade. He's playing Shade, bro. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. And we're back, Jordan. How was your trip to the fridge? Um, not wimpy at all. Although I used to argue that the drinks that we're drinking for the season are wimpy, uh, but I uh, stand corrected. I went with keeping with the season of seltzers. The brand of seltzer that I haven't tried yet. Mm, okay. The Bud Light seltzer. 
Oh, but I went with the Bud Light. That sounds like I heard that tastes like garbage. Well, I went with the Bud Light Seltzer, the cocktail hour. So there's uh, there's strawberry daiquiri, there's like a fruit punch, there's a mojito, and there's a margarita one. So I went with the strawberry daiquiri. So we will see. Let's see. Whoa, that is very strawberry. Is it like sickly sweet strawberry or? Uh, so they advertise zero sugar, 100 calories, but it's um, not the best seltzer I've had this year, but also I've had worse. So, yeah, okay. that's what I got. What do you got? Uh, I have a simply spiked watermelon lemonade in a mm. glorious can. It's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful can. Um Here's the thing. Normally, um, me being a water, uh, water, a lemonade aficionado, I'm also a watermelon aficionado. Um, mm-hmm. The idea of water, watermelon, Jesus, damn, dude, how many water- of them do you have? Jesus, I, I had, <laughs> I had, I had a cider maybe four hours ago, and then this. I don't know what's happening. I consider myself a lemonade aficionado. And since I like watermelon, the idea of watermelon lemonade has always been um, appealing to me. Very rarely do companies get it correct, though. And so I was really kind of uh, picky when I got the, you know, the, the, the variety pack. I was about to say explorer pack. What is happening with my brain right now? I got the variety pack and I saw watermelon lemonade in there. I was like, okay, let me try this first because it's absolutely going to be the worst flavor of the bunch. And then I'll be able to work up. I find that it's, they're all good. I got um, the pack had the regular lemonade, the blueberry, the strawberry, and the watermelon. The watermelon, the watermelon lemonade is my favorite. I promise you. I pro well, yes, it's my favorite. And I also promise y'all I am not drunk. I do not know what's happening with my tongue in this moment. It's uh it's that time. I'm sipping water at the same like gotta stay hydrated. I'm hydrating so I don't dehydrate. And here I am. Can't say watermelon or lemonade. So I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you, I've never had a watermelon lemonade in my life. Really? Yeah, I've never had anything that blends those two flavors together. And part of me wonders <clears throat> how much I like it. Because I'm going to tell you, with my watermelon, TJ, mm-hmm. I like the salt on the watermelon. So do I. So is it kind of like is it kind of like pouring the salt on if like the salt was a little sweet? Uh, it's like the it's like the underlying hint of um, watermelon. It's not overpowering or anything like that. It's just good. It's just good. Just good. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to check that out. You should. You should. It's delicious. Um, but yes. Uh, to, obviously, we're doing, you know, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Simpy Kid. Uh, it's not Simpy Kid. <laughs> it's not Simpy Kid. <laughs> it's just not. <clears throat> you know what, real quick, before we get into this, before, before we get into this, 
I've never commented. You know, your beard is your beard game's on point. You know, you know, I, I, you can't, I can't even thank myself. I you know, know. I think, I think, I think my my barber Robin, Robin Walker, doing yeah. the damn thing. Because listeners, y'all don't know this, but like you know, I have like the bigger you know sort of beard, but like TJ's got like a like a etched you know what I mean kind of thing around his face. He's got like the little patch on it. Don't, don't serve me looks. He's got the little, <laughs> got the little, got the little soul patch. Yeah, but like you make it, you make it work. Like your beard right now, the length that it is right now, works for you. And that's something I, I agree. Understand. I'm saying that to you now. Oh, okay. I appreciate okay. it. I, I, <laughs> no, I will let fucking obvious in your mind. No, I no, will no, say no, that no, the really. soul patch. The soul patch was the first thing I, I, I tried to grow. Yeah, yeah, you should agree because it, it 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 does look really good, and you don't need my words of affirmation. Just as I appreciate your words of affirmation, but you don't need them. I love you. It makes me feel loved. All right, so let's rate this movie. I'm gonna go and give it. Um, no. No. <laughs> um, yeah, so this movie uh, stars a lot of children. Uh, Zachary Gordon, who uh, is currently in. The Good Trouble, uh, Good Trouble on ABC Family, which is a spinoff of The Fosters, which is actually one of my favorite uh, TV shows. Um, is that the movie with all them foster kids? Yes, the lesbians who adopt, uh, who have a foster kid, and they have they have two foster kids, three, no, four foster kids, four foster mm-hmm. kids and one birth kid. Yeah, it's a great show. Um, and then they have Robert uh, Capron as Rowley. They have Rachel Harris, who's in this movie. She's great. Um, they have uh, Devin Bostick as Roderick. They have Chloe Grace Moritz uh, as... Diary I'm recording Super- this at this moment to be like, TJ, fucking edit this shit right here. Diary Dope. Of, Diary of a Simply Kid. That's- oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Either way. Uh, yeah, so, you know, we have Robert, we have Rachel, we have Devin, uh, we have Chloe, we have, uh, Steve James Zane, Zahn, uh, Zahn, who, Zahn, Zahn, I really like him, I think he's not enough, uh, but we have a, we have a, a bunch of other people that show up maybe once or twice and don't matter, um, but <laughs> this is a movie that was, it was made by 20th Century Fox, uh, which is now owned by Disney, so this is technically in the Disney family um, of movies, uh, which is why Disney can do whatever the fuck they want with it now, which is also why it's on Disney Plus and Hulu. Um, but uh, this, the movie and the book is about uh, Greg Hefley, which is, a, God, that name. Um, uh, and Greg Hefley is worried about middle school and uh, the movie opens with his brother Roderick uh, doing the the best freaking prank, although it's cruel as hell. Uh, basically, being like, "Hey, you're gonna be late for school. Um, Mom's waiting for you downstairs." He's uh, changed his clock. He thinks it's eight o'clock in the morning. Um, but this is also an indication of who Greg is in this moment, because Greg he's running around. He has a shirt on his head. He has his pants at his ankles. He's literally hop stepping into drawers to get to cereal in the top cabinet, 
pouring it just straight in his mouth, pouring milk all over his body, then stuffing, shoving sugar in his mouth. I was like, he's a breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. An absolute monster. And it made me at this moment, at the very beginning of the movie, I was like, am I supposed to like this kid? Because already, like as an adult, I'm pissed off. But I was like, as a kid, I'd probably think that mess was funny. I'd probably think it was funny if I'm being honest, right? So I'm like, all right, you do the thing. Um, but you find out that it's two weeks before school starts. It's the middle of the night. Um, and he wakes up his family and all this other stuff. And they're like, hey, yeah, uh, this this is, you know, this is going to be terrible. Um, uh, and then Roderick's all like, oh, yeah, mom told me to give you advice for going into middle school. Basically, don't do shit and you'll be fine. Um and then uh, we start to hear about Greg's um, friends, uh, in particular his best friend, uh, Rowley. Rowley? Rowley? Rowley. 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 Um, Rowley Jefferson, who, um, but they set him up to be like the, uh, the larger, uh, dorkier, goofier, sort of like the person who has no social graces or whatever. And so in, in Greg's eyes, he's like, my whole mission is to get popular and I'm going to get Rowley popular with me. And Rowley's holding me back because Rowley's not middle school ready. Right. Yes. Jordan. I just want to say, this is when I stopped liking Greg. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because he has this, he has this, what this rating system, of like where he thinks he is and where he puts Rowley and all their other fucking friends. There's what, there's that one, there's that one kid he's walking through. He's like, this is middle school. And it's like, has he seen, has he seen all the other kids? And like, Oh man, they've changed so much and stuff like that from, you know, elementary now. But he's like, at least I'm not the shortest one. There's that one short kid who's like, everyone's fucking with and everything. It's a very like, alpha without being alpha mentality that this Greg kid has. Um, Greg walks around with, Greg walks around as a <clears throat> fucking, um, he, he is toxic masculinity in a child. Yeah. But, but that's when my first sort of like, I don't know, like, um, I, I don't know. I, I felt weird with about it because like, he also gets tormented by his brother. So like, what's really going on here? You know, I don't know. There's just kind of thoughts that I had. When you say what's really going on here, what do you mean? Well, like, it's like this kind of movie, diary, it's called Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Yeah, who's defining that he's a wimpy kid, basically? Yeah, that's kind of what, where I'm at with it. It's like, well, he's wimpy with his brother, but when and it's almost like sophomoric syndrome, but, like, he's not a sophomore. I don't know. I felt, I felt kind of – and it's like – you know, is is it because the shit he gets from his brother, does he then think he needs to, like, you know, make up for it by, like, you know, thinking he's hot shit like around middle school? I I, I don't know. But I just, I, I, I had, I had issues with this, Greg. Yeah. yeah. I can, I can understand that. And I think that for me, this movie instantly kind of skated into this weird sort of, okay, I can see how Greg is like, I I constantly started to look for what are the redeeming qualities of Greg. And I spent like most of the movie trying to do that. But uh, 
basically Greg and, and Rowley, this, the, Greg and Rowley are really good friends or whatever. The first day of school, they're in PE class. They're playing this game called Gladiator, which basically looked like Capture the Flag, uh, and you could just tackle people or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're, they're uh, oh, the, the shorter kid, uh, Chirag Gupta. Uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, he's, they see a piece of, a moldy piece of cheese on the blacktop or some shit like that. And uh, he's like, don't touch it because if you do, you get the cheese touch and no one will talk to you. <laughs> uh, this, this place is, you know, this place is terrible. They also meet uh, a character named Angie Stedman, who uh, is a seventh grader who just like hangs out underneath the bleachers. And Angie's all like, yo, fuck all these people. Just stay here. Right. And they're like, and Greg's all like, don't talk to a weirdo like that. And she's like, I'm trying to tell you, stay here. Uh, but, you know, he doesn't listen, which is totally fine. Uh, but uh, Rowley's all like, no, she's cool. And so you see you see uh, Angie pop up every once in a while and basically trying to tell Greg about himself, right? Like, hey, yeah. you should join the newspaper. He's like, I'm not going to join the newspaper because I'm going to be in it. And she's like, all right, you narcissistic asshole right (laughs) and and like she sees uh there's a point where rowley is like surrounded by people at a lunch table and greg is not and she's like how's being the most popular kid in school going he's like it's going great and she's like oh okay and she's like walks away uh she's she's like low-key dunking on him at every turn um but yeah greg's whole thing he's like i'm gonna become the most popular kid in school right and then so he goes on a series of things he tries to join the wrestling team where uh, he loses to who he considers to be the dorkiest kid in school. He then, like, fakes like he's gained 10 pounds to go up a weight class so that way he can wrestle Rowley because he thinks that he can beat Rowley. And then he ends up wrestling a girl who, like, whoops his ass, um, which I thought was great, especially because there's all this talk about, like, show her what it's like to wrestle a real boy. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, and then she whooped his ass. And I was like, this is great. And what the, the school newspaper heading is like a great day for women. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and this is kind of where I want to stop and talk about like the humor. The humor lived in this really weird place for me where there's a lot of bathroom humor and not just it, there's like a couple fart jokes. But when I say bathroom humor, I mean, like there's literally a moment where a kid is sitting on the toilet with no door on the bathroom there's during the cheese touch moment. They're like, there's also more kids sitting on toilets. There's a moment where Greg really has to go to the bathroom. Uh, and his Roderick scares him and he ends up peeing on Roderick. There's like the little brother sitting on the training potty next to him while he's eating breakfast. I was like, what is it with? And then there's like, uh, you know, there's like uh, they build a snowman and he's holding a branch as if he's peeing. Um, there's a man who's watering the lawn with the with the nozzle at like crotch height. I was like, what is it with them being like dicks? There's dicks. These people have dicks. Like, they pee funny. Yeah. I was like, and I, it's you no. Know, I I noticed that too. And like I I kind of made a joke in the first segment about like you know oh babies first you know antihero. I think this was like a toned down family friendly version of like a happy Madison movie. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, like 
the humor kind of felt of that vein to me and it worked for what it was. You know what I mean? Like if, if it's not your thing, it's not going to be your thing, but if it is your thing, you know, I don't know. I just, um, and I will say too, even though I didn't really like the character, I thought the actor get a, did a good job playing Greg. Like I agree. He owned that role. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I just thought it was um, kind of happy Madison. Yeah. You know, when you say it like that, it actually excuses a lot in my book. But I think that the, um, this movie is very much, uh, I think that this gets into the trouble of adaptations and the fact that this movie is definitely just a whole bunch of scenes that are mm-hmm. trying to do the same thing, not always with a whole bunch of progression. I will say that the only thing that progresses so we get, you know, we get we get uh, Greg trying to do all this other stuff, uh, trying to become uh, popular in different ways. But we also start to see this like chipping away, and this is why I think the movie's really successful. This chipping away of him and Rowley's friendship, because uh, since it's through Greg's point of view, uh, we are made to uh, quote unquote pity Rowley, right? And right. then. We see Rowley trying to be a good friend and Greg like shitting all over him time and time and time and time again. And we start to see Rowley build up his confidence, right? And start to like do his own thing and, and take pride in, in who he is. And the whole point of this movie is basically like, be who you are and people who are going to like you are going to like you. Fuck them uh, otherwise. But so we start to see this. But so on. Uh, on Halloween, they go trick-or-treating on the north side, um, and that's where all the rich people are, right? And they end up being chased by these two boys, uh, uh, these three boys in a truck, uh, and then going into Greg's grandmother's house, which I was like, this is a random thing uh, to just have conveniently. In the Also, why would your mother not want you to go to the north side if your grandma lives over there? I just had, yeah, regardless. Um but they're in there, and they uh, try to leave by them grabbing yard equipment. And Greg accidentally scrapes the side of a truck with a weed whacker. Uh, and all I could think of, honestly, when I saw this part, I thought, man, if that was Jordan's truck, he'd be in jail for for murder. Yeah. For, for manslaughter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, that was hard to watch. Because that was an old that mu- that that must have been like an eighty five, maybe an eighty seven F one fifty. I'm sorry, it's a piece uh, of history. I'm sorry for that truck. Yep, it's probably CGI. Uh, <laughs> but either way, they spend the rest of the movie trying to hide from these teenage boys after messing up their truck. Um, but the boys then joined safety patrol and this was also a moment I was like, man, I don't like Greg because, uh, it said, oh, uh, safety patrol, like the cops, of middle school. So they spend the rest of the movie trying to run away from these three boys, uh, and various, uh, various scenarios and stuff like that. But then they join the safety patrol and Greg joins for the wrong reasons. He's like, it's the cops of middle school. <laughs> which I was like, bruh, bad look. Um, uh, <laughs> but basically he's like, you tell me what to do, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, and also, this is he's also trying to become the new school cartoonist. Uh, and Rowley is a better safety patrol officer. Rowley also becomes a school cartoonist. Uh, Greg also breaks Rowley's arm, and Rowley gets super popular with everybody after his arm breaks, right? And they so, all sign his cast and everything. Yeah, they all sign his cast. And um, so Rowley one day can't walk the – they walk uh, ele- uh, kindergartners to uh, to and from, I guess, home or whatever. And Rowley can't go one day because it's going to rain and he can't get his cast wet. So he lets uh, Greg borrow his raincoat and Greg sees a truck that he thinks is the teenage boys. And to cover up his tracks for the shitty thing he did, he puts these children – in a hole in a construction site and then runs away after he gets caught by an adult after framing Rowley for this shit. What a piece of shit. What a piece of shit. What a piece of shit. And then, you know, Rowley gets called in the next day, especially like you're stripped of your safety patrol duties. Greg has this moment at home with his mom and is basically like, yo, what do you do if, like, you know something that can hurt somebody if you say something, but you know it's going to hurt him if you don't say something? And the mom's like, you know what? You got to follow your heart. Yeah, Jordan. I was going to say, this is when I started, like, really not liking Greg because, like, Rowley's on the come up. You know what I mean? He's glowing up. He he went from I'm wearing the Serape to, you know, uh, being Sound made fun of. Right. Yeah, yeah, like it, it, and and Greg just kind of being a, and it was like I don't want to follow Greg, I want to follow Rowley. That's kind of where, where my where my mind was at at this point. That is incredibly fair. Um, and so here we are, and Rowley it has to go apologize to these kindergartners, and there's a moment where Greg comes from behind a tree as. He's watching Rowley apologize. He's like, you know, I listened to my mom and I followed my heart and I did the right thing. And I read, I, I let Rowley take the fall for this. And, <laughs> and I was like, this asshole. Um, and then very next thing, Greg's all like, hey, Rowley, you know, it's real funny about safety patrol, dog. You know, it's great. The funny thing is you didn't even do that shit. I did that shit. But I think we can learn some valuable lessons from this. Like for me, it's to like, you know, be better at leading lines. And for you, like be more aware of who you let borrow your raincoat. Right. Oh, no. He's like, oh, yeah, I I just need to be better about what I do uh, uh, around Miss Irvine, the lady who turns you in me in. Ha ha ha. But you, you just need to be careful who you lend your raincoat out to. And this is the moment where I was like, yes, thank you, movie. Because Rowley says, Greg, you're not a good friend. Yep. He's like, you're not a good friend. He's like, you haven't apologized for this, 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 or this. Oh! Oh! Yeah. Yeah, he's like, you didn't apologize because you broke my hand? And Greg's like, your hand... Your handbreaking is the best thing that ever happened to you. And Rowley just looks him straight in the face and says, don't call me. Don't come oh, by my house. Get We're done. Get and I was like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was fucking dope. I love that. I love that. But also, like, I hated that because, like, usually in movies like this, 
That's why I say baby's first anti-hero. Because in these in these family movies, like it, I don't know, it felt weird having the main character be someone that we like don't like. Mm-hmm. This is like Walter White, Tony Soprano type shit. You know what I mean? And like, is this uh, is this really the right audience for this kind of storytelling? I don't know. You know, the the, the thing is, I appreciated it because. I think this is the age when you really do have to be aware of like how are how are people actually treating you? I think in elementary school, you're friends by proximity. You know what I mean? You're like friends because like you're in the same grade or you ride the same bus. But in middle school, that's when things really start to open up and that's when you're like, "Oh, who's actually treating you right? Who do you actually enjoy being around?" And I don't know about you, but there's a whole lot of like broken hearts. And like hurt feelings in middle school. At least that was for me to be like, oh, absolutely. They, yeah, absolutely. right. Like, why are they treat me this way? Like, why are they trying to act cool? Like, yeah, like, bro, no, you no. go home, you go home, and you watch Dragon Ball Z like me too. Don't sit up here and laugh at like, you know. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely, and like, I, I think it's a really, I'm torn because like, as a grown man, I'm like, absolutely, like, yes, like. This is a cool, you know what I mean? Like the, the, the themes are there, you know what I mean? Like it's a cool like sort of message to send out. You know, I'd be interested to talk to or at least read about like what the what the um, the author, like, the, you know, the, the person who created this entire thing, like where they were coming from when they were creating it. Uh, but just from like a family movie standpoint, it's like this is asking a lot of that age group. But then again, is it really because it spawned this entire franchise of movies and, and a remake? So I, I don't know, man, maybe my fingers just off the pulse with this one, as far as a family movie is concerned. Yeah. I think that it is. Um, I think that it serves a, this serves a purpose that I haven't seen in a while where the protagonist, we've seen all the family movies where the, in the, the protagonist is the one that's bullied, right? Yeah, yeah. But this is the first one where our protagonist is the bully, and we see bullying as like, oh no, like he, him being a low grade narcissist is the bullying aspect of this all, right? Um, and like, you know, yeah, get off, like, get over yourself, stop this bullshit. That's the stuff, that's the part that I like. And for a while, I thought they were just going to let Rowley, like, take the hits. And it was the fact that Rowley stood up uh, to him that I was like, this is the part that I think is great. Now, Greg spends the rest of the movie trying to get back on Rowley's good side, right? Um, Even, like, convincing it, like, doing everything, like, I'm going to make him jealous. I'm going to show him up. Like, he can't possibly not be friends with the most talented person in school. Like, all this other surface level bullshit right and it's not until one day Rowley comes up to Greg and Greg thinks he's going to talk to him again and he's all like hey yo you got my video game and my new buddy Colin about to come over to the house tonight and so I need it and Greg's all like nah you can't have that shit back and Rowley's like it's mine and Greg's like finders keepers and Rowley's like bitch you didn't find it I left it at your house he's like what uh, leavers losers he's like Bitch, that shit ain't even real. <laughs> Motherfucker. Bitch. <laughs> oh, I would have gone to jail. 
I, I will say, I will say, I I, I kind of wish that this movie was like one of those movies where they have kids uh, acting for an older audience because I would have loved to just hear him say, "Bitch, that ain't even a real." Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so here we are, and so they're arguing, and then this one girl who has beat uh, Greg up three times in his life, she goes up, she says, she says, Riley, beat Greg up. It's not hard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so they start to, they start to fight. Neither one of them really wants to fight. Uh, It's a terrible fight. Then who come? So yeah, they're up there fighting. It's fucking terrible. And then, uh, who rose up with these high schoolers who ain't got shit else better to do? Go to school. I was all these my, not the yeah, fuck. Right. First off, you gonna drive on the field? You park parking lot too good for your ass? <laughs> you ain't heard of a driveway? You coming from the woods? I was so confused. Yeah, I never wanted motherfuckers to hit a bleacher more in my life. Anyways. They come up and they're like, "Oh yeah, we got you now, bitches!" And all the other kids, and they're like, "All you other kids, run away!" Which, first off, there's a million of y'all middle schoolers and three high schoolers. Don't fucking go anywhere. Strengthen numbers. It, but they run, they run away, and who's there? But Rowley and Greg, and they're up here. They're like, "Yo, let's get the wide one." Which also stop dunking on Rowley. All right, he gonna grow up. Like, yeah, I forgot I said that shit. I was just like, the fuck? Uh, yeah. This movie is a perfect example of how bullying just like permeates American culture. Um and so here they are, they they're talking all they talking that mad shit, right? Uh and they're all like, yo, you know what you gotta do, Rowley? You gotta eat the cheese. You gotta eat the cheese that's been on the ground for millennia. And that's what Rowley does. He takes a bite of the cheese. And then, sure enough, finally, the first, I don't know, adult intervention in this entire goddamn movie shows up. And it's the PE coach. And he's like, fuck y'all doing? And they get in the truck. And, <laughs> and they get in the truck. And they, and they, and they drive away. Yeah. And, uh, and all the kids are like, uh-oh, who ate the cheese? And they're about to say Rowley ate the cheese. And Greg's like, I ate the cheese. And this is the thing. This is supposed to be his grand gesture to get back in Rowley's good graces. Because then he'll have the, tea, the cheese t- t- touch. He'll be a pariah. They don't want to be around him. Blah, 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 blah. This wasn't enough for me. Now, this shit wasn't enough for me. You gonna have Because guess what? Greg ain't said sorry, nam time. Not once. Nope. Greg Not ain't once. said, I apologize. I recognize anything like that. He just... He takes the blame for eating the cheese. Everybody runs away from him, and he goes to rally. So you want to come over and play today? Like, you are not some Casanova picking up somebody that you done dumped and you left at the movie because, like, this shit made me mad. And then Rowley's like, I like that. No! Rowley, have some self have some dignity. But then they stay friends and shit, and the movie ends. That's the fucking movie. Oh yeah, they they get they end up in the yearbook as cutest friends or some shit, which was uh, felt ham fisted. It's like, nah, did they really get cutest friends? They were they were on the outs for so fucking long, you know. Also, what about Colin? What about what about what about the the person who t- 
took the, the stead of your friend. Yeah. No, you just don't. No, I was mad. Big man. Big man. Big man. Listen to you, loose lip. Yeah, no, I, um, this, I'm, this is a four out of 10 for me. Um, this was, it was all right. It was for the most part, like inoffensive as far as, you know, like what it was trying to say, but I just, I couldn't get down with the character and I just, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It left, it left me with a sour taste in my mouth. Like, why should I give a shit about future installments with this with this character? Again, this is coming from someone who is not. I, I I don't know the source material. I've never read any of the books. My kids aren't into this kind of stuff. So, but in our house, we were all just like, we don't really like this, you know. So that's kind of where we're coming from. So yeah, four to ten for me. Not the worst thing we've ever done, but far from far from uh, the best. Yeah, I'm giving this a uh, I'm giving this a five and a half out of ten. Um, same reasons, really. It, it, I I like the message that Rowley embodies, and I like the fact that we get the perspective of the bully, basically that we're living in this bully and understanding that bullying can come in a thousand different forms and like how to cherish your friends and all that shit. That's the stuff I like. I was a little confused with the to the tone of the movie, who it belongs for. Uh, and they, and I, and I know that the, that the movie was aimed at who read the books because the, the movie came out three years after the book. Right. So that's a pretty small gap, you know, for, for an, a film adaptation. And then the next one came out in 2011. So they were like on it. Right. They're like within five, within four years of you picking up a book, that's, they're still aiming for you, the reader of that book. You know what I mean? Uh, are the people who are because you know if you're if you're in a household with three kids, you read that book. You got a little sibling. Guess what you're doing? You're handing that book down. You know what I mean? So like, so I, I wondered about just the, the the level of tone for some of the jokes and and things like that. But a five say, five point five. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say because one thing that you and I talk about a lot on the show, TJ, is that like you know particularly with Disney, but just we'll go ahead and just say for family movies of the current age, like this lack of villains you love to hate, right? And these villains that sort of, you know, uh, uh, um, populated, you know, these movies that represented, um, they were essentially the epitome of jealousy, the epitome of pride. You know what I mean? The epitome of all, they, they, they were, they were like sort of, you know, borderline one-dimensional, but sort of representational of these, you know, uh, emotions and these feelings that would, um, you know, cause someone's downfall. And I think having a movie like this be so, because you mentioned like how bullying can come in many forms, having a movie like this where like the main character is essentially the bully of the movie, um, it's almost like introducing critical thinking concepts to an audience that needs to see those characters who are more so one dimensional representatives of these nasty epitomies prior to being introduced to these more critical thinking concepts. Does that make sense? It does. I, I, I do think though, 
it's it's the leap from literature to movie, right? With the hope that if the kid has read it, they've been able to put together these sort of like complex critical thoughts, right? And also because they permeated schools, you know that teachers everywhere are talking about this stuff. You know what I mean? About who are these characters? Because um, I know like my teachers, we, we talked about Animorphs, <laughs> right? Um because they read the books and they're like, oh, so, you know, like this person, these are the traits. And like, is that really a good thing? You know, um, so I wonder how much it, the question is, can this live independently of that? But I do think that there is a push for more complex villains in children's movies faster just because children are also being inundated with more of the world news faster Right. You and I, we were blocked off from shit 100 percent because we didn't have the Internet. Right. So I think like with the especially with the onset of cyberbullying, it has to be like bullying can take a thousand forms. And you need to know that from the jump. And you could be the person like if you see if you see any bit of yourself in Greg, check yourself. Right. And, I, you know, yeah, no, I get that. It's just I, I yeah, it's indicative of the time that we're in. You know, because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm coming at this with my very, you know, specific purview and like, you know, thinking like, oh, you have like I look at Ursula, for example, and it's like you have to establish that baseline at the beginning. Ursula was jealous of Ariel's shit. She wanted yeah. her shit. She yeah. got hers in the end. But then when you really think about it as you come more so into adulthood, you're like, well, Ursula kind of got short staffed and you know all this kind of stuff so yeah it's uh it'll be interesting it'll, I, i'm really interested to see and i know this movie was some, this movie was from 2010 but i'm interested to see how the villains are portrayed in family movies in like the next 10 years you yeah know, like what what forms will they take and things like that yeah i agree but hey this was diary of a wimp kid Yay! Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of Grown Men Watch Kids Shit. Uh, as always, you can reach us on Facebook or Instagram. You can email us at grownmenwks at gmail.com. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please go ahead and give us a rating. Five stars, excellent. Four stars, great. Three stars are below. We were going to make you eat the cheese that's on the blacktop for seven years. That's what we're going to do. It's just Jordan's going to hold your face down and, and make you do it. Eat it, eat it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we are uh, getting to the end of summer. We're moving into fall, which means that we are getting ready to start picking our spooktacular films. So if you have any ideas for movies, please make sure to email us at grownmanwks at gmail.com or leave us a message at the leave a message button in the show notes where you can leave us a voice message. We will listen to said voice message and we will probably watch the movie you suggest unless it's hot garbage or we've already watched it um either or uh as we move into fall and kids start going back to school as life starts to get into that weird thing called normal again as the cdc decides that things can just do what they want to do uh we hope that all of y'all are still protecting each other take care of each other uh stay crispy stay crispy y'all and we will catch y'all next time. Jordan, on a scale of 1 to 20, 20 being the least popular, 1 being the most popular, where do I fall in your rank of friends? Do it now. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I don't know. 1? 2? 
Somewhere on that. Wildly unenthusiastic. So I'm not <laughs> sure I believe you. I'm going to take no, that I'm as a couple like, answer. On, man. One to 20, where do you rank on my popularity of friends? One, we talk all the fuck. We talk every day. We do this shit. We play games. Like, like, <laughs> you get so mad. You understand? No, no, no. Stop. Stop. Don't laugh. You have to understand. We are, we are, we are, we are in our mid-30s. You and I, most people in the mid-30s, and come at us if you want to come at us, but like most people in the mid-30s, especially with friends who live in different states, would call this good, would call this once-a-week podcast, we hang out for a couple hours, good. That ain't good enough for us. We got to talk every day. We got to get on the game every, you know, every, every now and again. We got to do all these kinds of things. We got to send each other jokes. Yeah, absolutely. You're a one. Like, I don't know what this, well, I don't know what, I don't know what kind of self-esteem boost you needed. <laughs> Motherfucker is like, called you're fishing. Definitely, you're, yeah, you're definitely, you're definitely up there. And I'm not going to ask you because I know the answer is I'm in, I'm, I'm in one. And I know my brief sort of, I don't know, one, maybe two, I'm sitting here thinking of like all the friends I've ever had in my life and all the people. And it's like, well, do I count? Do I count like my wife as my best? But no, that's a different sort of thing. Like, so, but I'm talking about like, so, so I go back to one because strictly friends like that relationship. Yeah, absolutely. You're, 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 you're one. And you go ahead and cut this episode out now because I know your answer for me is one. I don't need to hear your, I, I'm not ask you the same question you don't need to say that i just know that i know that horse head motherfucker you know what fuck you you know what you're down to a four you know what every time you fuck, every time you fuck with me i'm gonna be like hey six <laughs> all right greg calm down you got me. Hey, you got me twenty digits to fuck with, bro. I will. Have <laughs> Grown men watch kid shit is a Moon Street Media podcast. Intro and outro music was created by MPC. Want to find us online? Check out our social media links in the show notes. <laughs>